Now, on to other very important matters. As the COVID-19 infection rates continue to rise in the country, we are, of course, concerned, and there are those who are concerned, around the country's state of readiness as we swiftly move towards a fourth wave with South Africans gearing up for the festive season, Emergency Personnel Union um, Saepu has raised alarm at the rate of infections and hospitalizations in the country. In his weekly newsletter, President Sol Ramaphosa earlier today noted that the current rate of infections is unlike we have seen before and has urged more South Africans to vaccinate. A union Saepu is not convinced, however, that government is ready for what is to come and has cited what it says was the disastrous way in which government has dealt with previous ways, waves. rather. Mpoheng is the president of the South African Emergency Personnel Union and joins us now on the line. Thank you very much for making time to join us on SAFM. Good evening. Good evening, and the listeners at home. I'm, I must admit uh, that as a South African looking at the rate of infections, I'm very concerned. And I've been asking over the past couple of weeks on SAFM what responsibilities we are taking as citizens to try and reduce the rate of infections. But while I might be concerned about that, yourself as, uh, as a union are concerned about whether or not our government is ready to deal with what is to come. What are you noting that has you so concerned? Uh, <clears throat> the reason why we raise that thing is that the issue of state of readiness is because the past experience actually indicated to us that in most cases the department will go to the public and indicate that they are ready to handle the, the situation. I want to find that they are not ready. I'm, I'm, I'm raising this because we're, we're, we as the union, we're moving around the entire country, we're having members in all corners of the country, so... I can give practical example about Northern Cape. I've been in Northern Cape recently, and I came to realize that there is a very serious shortage of ambulances. So if we are saying you are ready, uh, what will happen? Because people are, are, are transported in, in numbers or overloaded in one ambulance from one area to another. Obviously, ambulances are going to play a very critical role to to, to, to spread the virus because the people are going to be transported in numbers. They are overloading Northern Cape. So I must indicate because I was there personally, I've seen that and we raised that in the, the department. So that came to a conclusion that government is not ready. And we are also further saying they let, let's have uh, COVID teams. People are trained who are going to deal with confirmed COVID patients. Because we don't want to see a situation whereby an ambulance will just go and collect a COVID-positive COVID patient and drop off that patient and go and collect another injured person and, or go to an accident. Uh, we, because in most cases, we tend to realize that most of the ambulances are not communicated and they are just playing a very critical role to spread the virus. So that's why we are saying to them, are you ready? Because mm. the, the, the past experience indicated to us that they, they will think that they are ready. We need to find that at the end of the day, they, they are going to intimidate workers to say, if you don't go and attend such kind of calls without PPEs, you are going to uh, charge you and so forth. So that's why we, we are we're trying to be proactive and say, no, 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 tell us as to whether you are ready or not, because we can see that the, 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 the stats are going up. So that is our biggest concern. Which, which then, with all that you've said, um, it, it leaves me worried because 
We're talking about the fourth wave. It's almost two years that we've been dealing with this pandemic. We have noted in the early stages of the hard lockdown challenges that have got to do with access to PPEs and, and you name it, all the other issues that we, we have seen confronted by healthcare workers and emergency personnel. If you are now in December of 2021 still raising similar issues, it makes me wonder what has been happening all along and have you not had the ear of government uh, as as an important sector in terms of the overall healthcare sector, are you not being heard when it comes to the challenges that you are still raising? Yeah, you, you see, I'll, I'll say we're, we're not heard because in other provinces you, you, you'll raise those issues with them, they will, they will quickly respond and, and deal with those issues. In other provinces, they only give you a chance to come and sit down and and, and 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 try to come up with a mutable way of, of of addressing the challenges. They'll just uh, keep themselves busy until until you 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 you. Because remember, we, we as the essential service workers, we are not actually allowed to strike. And during this COVID, you are not also allowed to strike. So that on its own is a golden opportunity for management because they do as they wish and will just keep on making noises and so forth while they know very well that they'll, they'll just intimidate members. Remember, during the, 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 the lockdowns, as the officials of unions were not actually allowed to, to enter the, the hospitals, to enter the, the, the stations and so forth, is where the, the level of intimidation uh, 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 played a very serious role because managers took that as an advantage because our members were were vulnerable during that particular time. So we are saying we are, we are, we are not even uh, <clears throat> intimidated about that, but we are still saying they, 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 are, they are not always responding to our, our demands. That's, 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 that's the situation that we are actually finding ourselves in. It would be easy for us to only focus on the challenges around government and uh, all the issues that you've raised around PPEs and the number of of um, ambulances, for example, in the Northern Cape, as you cited, but one also cannot ignore the responsibility that we have as South Africans uh, to, to, to play our part in reducing the rate of infections, which then would mean that your members are not under pressure. What message uh, do you have for us as South Africans and the responsibility that we also play? Yeah, basically, we also wanted to educate our people because in most cases where there is a serious problem of shortage of ambulances is where you see our members are attacked by the very same communities that actually need the very same service of EMS people. Because uh, in most cases, the ambulance, the response time of ambulance will always be late after a long time. And ambulance, when it reaches the scene or whatever, uh, members will be members of the community will be very very angry without knowing the reasons behind. So that is why we are also appealing to the community that they must understand that the situation that we find ourselves in is quite is quite difficult because we are not in a position to procure ambulances. The, the very same people who are, are there to procure, they are sitting in those offices. Some of them during that time. Of of of, a, of 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 a serious need of an ambulance, they are at home. So we, we are the people who are doing that contact with the community, and the community are always blaming us for late responses mm-hmm. and so forth. So that is the challenge, and we are saying to the community, they must understand, and they must stop attacking the very same workers 
who don't even have powers to change anything in the in the, in the service. Staying with that and the attacks that your your members have faced, I mean, I saw one very disturbing report earlier on today and over the weekend of um, people who are on teams of people engaging in vaccination drives who are being um, attacked as well, people being being robbed when they are out there doing vaccination drives. But in general, the issue of emergency services uh, being targeted. And as we go into the festive season, what is your, your, your the feeling amongst your your members, uh, not only dealing with, of course, uh, challenges around COVID-19 and the management of the fourth wave, but also how, as South Africans in general, we behave during the festive season. Yeah, it is a very serious concern for us because we know that most of our members are going to be targeted and um, some of them are going to be shot at and killed and so forth. And it is quite confusing because we cannot see here as the, as the uh, responsible uh, leadership of the of the union to see, uh, tell our members that they must not respond. Uh, and while we know that destitute community members, they are disparate in need of that service. So we are saying, uh, let them identify the hotspots and if they need, if they, they, they assess the situation and they realize of that is the, the area is not safe or that call is, uh, is, is not going to be safe for them to, 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 to continue with it, they must not actually do that because we know that in all corners of this country we have hotspots where we know mm. that if the ambulance can enter in that particular area, for instance, in Rastinberg we have another area there that is marked as a hotspot, all corners, including all the provinces. So we are saying those areas, uh, if, you, if they assess and realize that this call is not going to be safe, they must not actually do that particular call because we cannot encourage them not to not to, 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 to say this or render the service to the community members. And secondly, we are also making that call to the government, to the leaders of, of, of uh, more especially the ruling party, that they must consider uh, applying their minds and be assisting us in terms of procuring uh, a, a proper uh, safety measures. For instance, talking about the cameras, the sport cameras, talking about the the vest camps, because we've been, we've been proposing so many things to them, but even none of, of those things that we have proposed were, were, were actually tried. So we we're saying to them, why can't we just try one thing and see as to whether it's going to assist to reduce the, the number of attacks? So that, that on its own is a very severe challenge to us. We know that most of our members are, are, are attacked, and the only thing that they, they political leaders are going to do, the MECs are going to do, is to issue a statement to say, I think most, as we speak, they already have the, the template of the statement of their text. So they just put the date and, and, and forward it to you as media people. So that is why we're saying to, to them, why can't you just try one? We've been yeah. having meetings with them and proposing so many things. We propose so many things. And they, they, they kept on telling us about the police, that the police, they must escort ambulances. It's practically impossible because the very same challenges of shortage of uh, resources, including vehicles, the, the, the same police are still having those as well. So yeah, we, Let's, we, we are running out of time um, there, but we appreciate your time there. Mpo Heng, uh, President of the South African Emergency Personals Union. I hope government is hearing you. And also, as South Africans, we heard what uh, he had to say. Can we hear that call as well? Nine minutes to nine.